This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 741, Comic Reviews for the week of January 2nd. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 741. It's our Comic Reviews episode for releases from the week of January the 2nd. Um, technically, I mean, January 1st was when the comics technically came out, which is weird because um, I have some uh, digital subscriptions and I got my issue, you know, the morning of January the 1st, and yet comic book stores, you know, aren't really open until January 2nd. So I always thought that was interesting that uh, if you were a digital subscriber only, you actually would have had your books in hand a lot faster uh, than the, if you actually had to go to a store because you had to wait till the next day. Uh, so quickly looking at some of the books that came out January 2nd, um, books I did not have a chance to talk about or sorry, not have a chance to read yet include Back Girl, Batman Beyond, Black Panther and the Agents of Wakanda, um, Detective Comics, Doctor Doom, Joker, Harley, Criminal Sanity, Lois Lane. I'm getting behind on this, and I really enjoy the book, so I'm kind of getting sad about it. Uh, Marauders, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, Punisher, Soviet, uh, Red Hood, Outlaw, Star Wars, the new book, or sorry, the, the, the new Star Wars, sorry, Star Wars. It's the new ongoing. It's coming after the uh, Empire Strikes Back point. Uh, we got Flash, The Terrifics, Thor uh, starting its own new journey under Donny Cates. We got Web of Black Widow. And we got X-Men number four, which I think I flipped through, but I don't think I actually finished. Um, so I'm going to be talking about four books that I did get a chance to read. Uh, the first one is Action Comics 1018. Um, so this is by Brian Michael Bendis. And on this particular issue, uh, he's got art predominantly by uh, John Romita Jr. And i got to say, I was not really impressed with the art here. Um, this just felt very rushed, um, not that well put together. Um yeah, like Ramita and Jansen, sorry, Klaus Jansen's the anchor, Brad Anderson's the colorist, and John Ramita Jr., as, as I said, is the penciler. And they're a good team, usually. But this just did not feel like it had the time to be put to put into it. I A lot of this, like, it, it was just awful. Um, first of all, like, I was not a huge fan of the cover. Uh, Superman just looks off um, and weird. And, like, even the first page where you have uh, Luther and uh, Superman kind of um, going head-to-head, the, the Superman's face is all off. Like, the details are terrible. Like, this is just... I don't know if it's just he was speeding through it and just not able to put the detail on the work, but it was really egregious. And you have all these kind of these uh, tweets, I guess, of, you know, what's going on and uh, near the action. I didn't really find that engaging as well. Um, we get to finally find out more about uh, how... Um, the reporter character turned into the, the the red mist, which I didn't find that engaging either. Um, again, you have more of this protracted battle between the the Legion of Doom and the Justice League, which again I just didn't really enjoy it here. Um, then the part of the episode I did, sorry, episode the issue I did like was Clark meeting up with the Fire Chief, and they have this conversation, and we find out that she's going to be running for mayor, and he's, she's wondering if Superman would like you know. Um, stand up for her and kind of um, give her an endorsement. And then you have Clark just kind of take off the uh, take off the glasses and say, you know, I'm Superman. Now, this is right before he does the truth, so it's not that crazy. He's about to say who he is two days later anyway. Um, it basically says, you know, like, you know, if we could just keep it, keep it secret for two days, that'd be great, uh, for 41 hours until I told everyone, um, which was fine. So like, I liked that part a lot. I thought it felt real that they have a connection and she, he respects this person and she's asking for help um, to, to, to do good and be inspired and she's been inspired by Superman so that part I thought was really strong um, so from a writing standpoint that was probably absolutely the highlight of the issue and then you have him fly into space and get his butt kicked by it looks like Leviathan's actually with the Legion of Doom 
again, the art is hard to look at. It's just not good. It just feels very like lazily put together or rushed. Really, I think that's what it is. Um, I always go back to the special features on the Daredevil movie, uh, where you have this great interview with Johnny Meter Jr. talking about his style, and he says, "My style is what gets the." basically gets the pages done and this issue felt like that and it was not a pretty sight um so i'll give the art like a one and a half maybe and the story was kind of middle like it wasn't great um the story was fine it had moments as i said i really liked the moment this particular moment where you have a real human moment between clark and the fire chief and kind of them talking and him revealing his identity and that felt natural that actually felt really good um but the rest of it i thought was not so i'm gonna give the issue actually a four and a half uh which is pretty low but i'm kind of doing one and a half for store or sorry for art and a three for story so three you know story was serviceable uh but the art was just atrocious and, and hard to look at and just painful uh, next up is Daredevil 16. Uh, this was not as good as the issue previous issue. I, I was getting caught up on Daredevil, so I read 15 first. And I thought 15 was far superior. That being said, it's still a great book. Like, you can have a brilliant issue, and the next issue cannot be as good. And it doesn't mean it's not a good book, because the the, the, the level of quality has been set so insanely high. Um, I think a big part of it is that I just kind of missed having... Uh, what's him call it? Um, Marco Cicchetto on art. Um, yeah, Jorge Forna is doing the art here, and it's good, but there's just something about how Cicchetto imbues the, the, everything with the energy. So this is written by Chip Zdarsky, artwork by Jorge Fornes, Nolan Woodard on color, and this is Through Hell, part six, and... I love Fornes' artwork here. It's hard not to evoke images or thoughts and remembrances of, um, of Born Again because it reminds me of the art. And now I'm forgetting who did Born Again, which is terrible. But um, uh, David Masichelli. It has a Masichelli flavor. Um, you look at this, just some of the line work. Um, yeah, it just kind of reminds me of that. Or also kind of David Aja working on... Um, and Hawkeye kind of has that same kind of sensibility. Um, so it's really interesting, and, and there's a, a great piece here where you have uh, Matt confronting the Kingpin to find out more about what happened to him in the previous issue. Um, it's really interesting. Just kind of seeing how Matt is processing things and kind of making allowances and saying, like, I'm not Daredevil anymore, but I'm still kind of doing Daredevil things, but he's got to be better. He's got to be himself. Um, him you know, doing a heist with Electra is thrilling and exciting and the colorist really knows how to how to do it because it's like dark colors except for when you have Matt using his radar and then you're using red and they're kind of some some um page or panels are using black and red and some are using white and red and it's just such a it, it's it's really thrilling to watch. It's so fascinating. Um yeah, like loving every minute of this and and excited to see the ride keep going. And I kinda like the current design of the costume. It reminds me of the uh, Matt Murdock costume as an agent of Shield in the classic What If issue. It uh, definitely evokes that kind of idea. Um, you have like kind of straps and things for him to put things on, but um, it's a striking visual. It's a striking issue. I, I'm just loving Daredevil. Like it's so great. Like as I said, like I'm going to give this like an eight and a half out of ten. And somehow it's not as good as last issue. Like that's how crazy last issue was. Although now that I think about it, no, I didn't review the last issue because I I just got caught up on it. So I don't know what I would have rated it, but uh, no, Daredevil is just being so great. Uh, next up is Hawkeye Freefall. Uh, this is issue number one by Matthew Rosenberg, Otto Schmidt on art, and virtual calligraphy is Joe Sabino on letters. Um, I really dug this. Um, the art is different. It's stylized. It's kind of weird and creepy at times, but it kind of fits the character. Um, the writing is interesting because it kind of 
It's halfway between Hawkeye as a superhero and and Hawkeye under you know what um, Matt Fraction did, um, but I'm really digging it. And again, it's got a cool sensibility. Um, I like the team up with Bucky and Falcon. Um, it, the the only thing that bugs me at times is that I I do miss hyper competent Hawkeye, which is the Hawkeye I remember in Loving from Thunderbolts, and I don't feel like we're ever going to get that person back, and I love that. So I'm a little sad that we're not going to get back to that version of the character anytime soon, but he definitely you know, feels a little less uh, gimmicky or silly as he does sometimes in other books. Um, obviously, that's because he's the lead here. Um, I love the idea that there's uh, someone else out there who's Ronan, and he's going to have to figure out who this other Ronan is because this Ronan's doing things that he shouldn't be doing. He's killing people. Um so, you know, it's up to Clint to kind of clear his name or because uh, people think it might be him. Uh, obviously, Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier thought it was him. So he has to kind of go into action and prove that it's not him and also figure out who this person is. While at the same time, uh, he's going up against uh, the hood. Um, so I'm, I, I, I was in for the ride. Uh, I thought this was a great start. Uh, overall, I'm gonna, I think I'll give it an eight. Um, very strong story. I think the this, this story was stronger than the art, but overall I thought it was still enjoyable. And last but not least, we have uh, Tarot number one, which is, I think, of the, all the books that I am talking about today, the one I read the first, which means I remember the least of it somehow. Uh, it's Avengers Defenders Tarot is, I guess, technically the, the title on the, on the main page, or sorry, on the cover, I should say. It's written by Alan Davis, artwork by Paul Renault, and colors by Paul Mounts. And um, I was really struck by the art. I really enjoyed the art. It had a very cool tone to it. I like how the colors really made everything sing. Everything sing. You have this kind of classic vision of the invaders, which starts the issue, which I really liked. Uh, but then you have, like, you know, uh, Captain America turning into Hulk, which is kind of weird and crazy. And then you flash forward to um, the Defenders, uh, or m- more of a modern... I don't know how modern it's supposed to be, but it's definitely more modern than we're seeing here uh, with the Defenders. And then it kind of goes into the Avengers as well, so we're not really sure exactly where everything's taking place. But um, it's thrilling, it's engaging, it's interesting. Uh, Diablo's here, it's always nice to see Diablo. I'm excited to see where we go from here. Um, yeah, like I'm in. This is a, a fun romp of an adventure. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I thought it was really great. Uh, looking forward to the next reviews episode, which hopefully will be up in a couple days, um, as episode 743. Uh, some of the books that come out on the 8th of January, which is already three days past as I record this, are Amazing Mary Jane, Amazing Spider-Man, Batman and the Outsiders, Batman by uh, James Tinian IV, uh, launching the new creative team. You got Black Cat, Catwoman's Conan the Serpent War number three, Deadpool 2, Excalibur 5, Fallen Angels 5, Ghost Rider, Ghost Spider. Her- that sounded like the same thing. Ghost Rider and Ghost Spider. Uh, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, Hawkman, Immortal Hulk, Magnificent Miss Marvel. Uh, every time I see Magnificent, I want to say uh, Mrs. Maisel. I don't know why my mind autocorrects to that. Marvel's X, number one, which is a prelude to um, Earth X, uh, the classic series uh, by uh, Alex Ross and Jim Kruger. Jim Kruger was actually on our last episode, episode 740. I've got uh, Morbius, number three. I don't think I've read number one, maybe, maybe number one. Uh, Miles Morales, The End, New Mutants, Ruins of Raven- Ravencroft, Carnage, Savage Avengers, Star... Uh, which is picking up on the character by Kelly Thompson uh, from Miss Marvel. That's Star Wars: The Rise of Kylo Ren, Strike Force Number Five, Supergirl, Symbiote, Spider-Man, Alien Reality, Venom, X-Force, and Yondu. So I'll be talking about some of those on our next episode. Thanks for listening to this episode. You can always email me at comicshenanigans at gmail Rate the show on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye bye.